All right, my friends, welcome back to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. And once again, we bring our resident expert, J.O., uh, to talk all things Medicare. So Medicare, Medicare, Medicare. If you are interested in Medicare, you have come to the right place. And if you are looking at Florida or are currently domiciled in Florida, this is the episode for you. And I tell you, Jay is going to talk Florida Medicare planning today. Don't miss this episode and forward this episode to someone you know as well. Maybe your folks, maybe your brother, whatever. Someone is thinking about relocating to the villages or someplace down there in a retirement community. Uh, let them know about this episode too, because uh, Jay is going to share the wealth. Uh, this is why you pay the big bucks to the Josh Scanlon podcast to hear uh, the incredible information about Medicare planning from Jay. So as always, J-O can be found at MaximizeYourMedicare.com, MaximizeYourMedicare.com. Uh, definitely sign up for his website. I say this every day. I don't care. Um, I'm going to say it to a boo in the face. He does a weekly newsletter, and it's just full of just, just nuggets of tidbits of information that you need to understand. So, Jay, welcome aboard again, man. Thanks for coming on board. Thanks for having me, Josh. Well, Florida, of course, you know, very complicated because of the fact of the huge density of you know, seniors in the market. And if you go on the street, there are every number of, you know, Medicare advertisements, et cetera, in Florida, door to door. There is endless marketing uh, to the senior population. And that does make it challenging. Um, if we start with once people have enrolled in Medicare Part A and Part B, predictably, predictably, what you see is that Florida is more expensive than the average state. Um, so let's, if we just start on Medigap, for example, you can remember from prior podcasts and from other states that we've been reviewing, we've been starting for a 65-year-old female somewhere in the low 100s, meaning $110 a month, just using that as a finger in the air number for the right. average state, let's just say. Yeah. Well, for... Florida, let's just call it Hillsborough County, Tampa, Florida, you are talking about something in the area of $170 a month wow. with the discount. Meaning what ends up happening is, and this happens on different carriers at different rates, which is that you can get household discounts if you and a spouse, you and a, or if you live with someone who is also in your age division, for example, you can get discounts, but even with the discount, you're talking about the high 160s, 170, and higher from there. So while the competition is great, meaning that there are many sellers and you can easily identify the prices in that range, you do have substantially higher premiums than you do in other states. And that is, remember, that the sellers, the carriers do have to justify their premiums. Yeah, they cannot yeah. just simply randomly create their price points, meaning that they have to sp spend 80 to 85% of total premiums collected as a pool on claims. So again, you know, it's very convenient to say, well, these prices are so high because the insurance company is making more money that's actually not the case. That's one of exactly. these, you know, misconceptions, you know, <clears throat> that is easy to, it's easy to conclude. It's intuitively attractive to conclude that, but it is actually factually not the case. 
it literally can't be true. I mean, that's the interesting thing about it. It, it because it's so competitive, uh, because they have the maximum profits they can make. It's literally incorrect to say that the insurance companies are basically, you know, stealing us. I don't know what else you would say it. Not what's the word I'm looking for. But anyway, taking advantage of the situation because they literally cannot do that. They cannot. That's correct. There's not a mechanism by which to do that. And mm-hmm. just just as a as a practical matter. We can see that because we see five, six, seven sellers all within ten to fifteen dollars a month. Right, right, okay. Right at the same prices. We don't have outliers that are thirty dollars a month. Right, right. That doesn't exist. That does not exist. So, so um, it's competitive yet pricey at the same point. Competitive yet pricey. That's uh that's Florida for you. Not shocking. No, not necessarily shocking. Now, this can be slightly lower in other locations. So I've used Tampa because it is a big city. It is not the most expensive in the state, but it is a big city. And, you know, we've got very densely populated uh, areas where, you know, seniors dominate, of course. And this is, you know, the proper kind of, if I had to use a single location, that's what it would be. Okay. Now for part D, which is the standalone prescription plan, we have a better situation, meaning that the national averages that we see across the state are largely in force in place in Florida. So the largest plans nationwide exist in Florida statewide at the prices that we would consider. Now, again, my main point on this here is that if people have a brand name drug, they'll want to be very careful on a year-to-year basis because every Medicare (coughs) prescription drug plan as well as Medicare Advantage, which we'll get to, that is an annual contract, meaning that all the terms and conditions are subject to change annually, and they will. Uh, again, back to our theme here, which is the world is competitive, and the sellers are watching each other and the market. They know where they are trying to get more subscribers, more policyholders, yet by that same token, trying to stay within the bounds of their profitability. So what you end up having here is you need to check very carefully because your where you get your prescriptions filled, the best way for people to get the most from their standalone prescription plan is to met, correctly match their prescriptions with the plan and the location that they're filling their prescriptions, whether that be mail order, right. whether and or whether that be Walgreens or the big national chains or the state-specific chains. So someone in Florida will definitely want to keep in, keep track of that. And it will vary. Even a single, a single brand name medication can change the metrics that change the math of money dramatically. <sighs> I just, uh, how do you keep, I mean, how do you even begin to analyze this if you're just someone i mean it's just it boggles the mind uh, all the stuff that's got to be looked at yes it, it, it can be tricky now what ends up happening is there are um 
you can use the website medicare.gov as a baseline. That said, you end up having to experiment a bit, meaning mm -hmm. that it looks like you'll see you'll be able to sort in order, but you'll want need to tweak the number of iterations, the number of runs that you are actually looking, especially when you have a, a single brand name medication. It can wildly change the, the sort order which plan is best for a person. Ah, okay. And I don't expect that. Uh, the, the good news is that the world is competitive. The bad news is that I don't expect the I don't expect the order to stay the same for a person year to year because of this. Since they're competing, since they're competing with setting up deals with the retailers, right? What ends up happening is on a particular medication, if you have some like eye cream or something like that inhaler, you, you get you know vastly different sort orders based on where you go and get your prescription filled as well. And then the things change every year on top of that with the various, you know, technology, new new products coming on the pike. I mean, just all the different changes coming on the pike, plus the annual changes that come with it is just is a double whammy in just terms of maintaining your knowledge of what's out there. Yes, that is true. Absolutely. So if we move from there and go to Medicare Advantage, yeah. here is where a tremendous amount of fragmentation occurs in Florida. Oh, more? Okay. <laughs> yes, and, and this probably makes Florida amongst the most complicated states in the country, if not the most. And the reason for that is that you can remember under, Medi under Medicare Advantage, you need to un remember that there is a network involved. Yeah. And right. When there's a network involved, depending on the type of plan, you may need to have a referral. Some Medicare Advantage plans do not need to have a referral, but they have higher out-of-pocket costs. For example, if you go to the doctor, if you have an inpatient hospitalization stay, you can have different schedules. Cost-sharing details can be different. And so persons need to make sure that they're looking at this to see exactly what the schedule is and make sure that the network fits. Now, the fact of the matter is that for Florida, you have a very complicated network system. We have no way, there's no way to generalize and just to say this plan pretty much takes, is accepted at every Medicare accepting you know, healthcare organization, a PPO maybe that is the case, but then you'll you'll end up seeing, generally speaking, that the you'll need to then take a look at the cost sharing and fit it to your budget. So you have a tremendous amount of fragmentation in Medicare Advantage plans, and this is, runs even from county to county, meaning that. If we go back to Tampa and we go to Hillsborough County and you go to the neighboring county, Polk County, Pinellas County, the dominant plans, the plans that rule or the ones that are fitting best in those different counties changes wildly. 
So you could, this is why I always encourage persons to take an individual look because you could have a brother, your best friend living the town over in a different Mm -hmm. county and they use Medicare Advantage Plan X. Well, Medicare Plan X, Medicare Advantage Plan X in that particular county may be almost totally, you know, uncompetitive in the neighboring county. So you'll need to be very careful. And this I can't express enough every time I'm in Florida speaking with people from Florida at different economic, in different economic situations, different financial situations. We have wildly different answers from place to place. So <clears throat> that is the, the flip side is that, of course, given the fact that it's Florida, Right. Given the fact that there's that density of seniors in Florida, you have tremendous amounts of choice. So I'm not sure if you know the, your double-edged sword there is complicated, but there's a lot of consumer choice, a lot. So you'll want to shop carefully, but you'll be able to find something to fit you as long as you understand the rules, you know, as they are written by the seller. But don't just follow what your sister lives, who lives in Orlando, says. Because if you live in Tampa, it's literally it has not is no necessarily no bearing on you at all. Her her policy in Orlando, it could be 180 degree different than your policy in Tampa. It sounds like kind of what you're saying. Well, especially when you go to the the plans where they're aggressively driving down premiums and copays and advertising as such. It's not wrong. So I think that one thing that, you know, across the theme of what I've been saying is, is that what you're being told by the seller, the carriers, it's not going to be wrong. It's not yeah. going to be factually untrue. Right. No, I got however, <clears throat> however, yes, you're, what you're saying is correct, which is that even with the same label, for example, even with the same carrier name, the exact details Will can change even from county to county in Florida, and that does become a challenge. So you're exactly right. Orlando to Tampa, if you choose HMO Plan One versus HMO Plan Two, and you say, "Well, I have HMO Plan One," and you call your friend in Tampa and say, "Hey, I've got this great plan that you know fits you know what I need you know very very well." Well, that HMO Plan One may not be a very good fit for you in Tampa. And that can happen. That does happen. Absolutely. You find out that, you know, some clinic doesn't take that plan. Right. And if you're on an HMO, you, that may mean that you are responsible for the entire cost. Now, yes. Now PPO is, is different, right? Which is that, yes, they're going to accept it as long as you accept the Medicare plan, as long as they accept the original Medicare, then the question becomes, okay, what is the copay? What are the deductibles and coinsurance schedule look like? So again, <clears throat> can't express in Florida enough that this is a more complicated thing as opposed to California, for example, what we reviewed California, it's, it's so big, and, but there are a few very, very dominant plans in Florida. 
I mean, in California, excuse me, California, okay. but in Florida, what we have is all the major national sellers as well as state specific sellers in there in the Medicare Advantage market. Ah, gotcha. So you have the big players and then you have the localized players as well, which just, uh, and again, competition is wonderful, but you're going to get more confusion because you have more, um, more, just more companies offering these, these plans. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It doesn't go as low as like a county does it. I mean, if you're in, I don't know what counties there are down Broward County. I mean, is there a specific company that offers only in Broward, but they don't offer in the county next door? You think? I mean, yes, there are. Oh. That's the thing. <laughs> Jeez, are you kidding me? Right. Oh, yeah. So what ends up happening is because it's so fragmented in Florida that certain plans can you need to get this if you are the carrier you're getting county by county kind of approval right and it is a very complicated thing for the carrier because they've got to establish this network and agreements with the doctors right. and hospitals and durable medical equipment sellers and you know, x-ray clinics all of these different types of providers and get them all to agree. So what ends up happening is setting up this network is complicated stuff for the carriers to establish. And so if they're unable to do so, it's just very difficult to offer a particular competitive plan in a particular location. So this is why what can end up happening, and I've seen this, which is that, let's just call it Miami-Dade, that You've got healthcare provider and you've got a healthcare provider number two is across the street and they don't accept the same sets of plans. So now what ends up happening is you're in the middle and being referred back and forth from provider one to provider two across the street. And now you've gone from in network to out of network without you know, vetting it without being fully understanding what the implications are. So you want to be very, very careful in Florida because it is that fragmented. And there are yeah. other states, yeah. there are other states uh, in the country, throughout the, the country where this, you know, this kind of situation is definitely less prevalent, definitely less prevalent. Florida, like I said, when we, when I started this, probably the most complicated state in the country for this. Jay, let me ask you a question. So if you call, like, let's say I'm getting ready to go to Medicare and I call United Health Plan, they're going to only tell me about their offerings, right? I mean, that's, that's it. So I need to call United and Blue Cross and all the different providers to get it. Or, I mean, I, I can go online too. I get all that. But if I call United, I'm just going to be told about their specific stuff and they're because that's what they sell. I mean, I know that sounds almost trite, but that's, that's right. Correct. It is correct, Josh. You're absolutely right. I mean, there are federal rules on what the carriers can actually say. They don't get to say, for example, you know, they don't get to be like Ford and say, you know, we're better than Ram, uh, you right. know, we're better than the GMC, you know, trucks, that our pickup is better than their pickup. They don't get to say that in public. They don't get to say that in private either. 
but my point is that they don't get to talk about themselves and say we're better than them or we're the best or those types of things. Well, best is too, you know, generalized, right? We don't know that without, you know, the individual person situation. When I start my own podcast and also tell other persons, you know, on the newsletter, I'm like, this is not financial advice. You need financial advice and, and this should be considered financial advice. Make no doubt about it. Right? I mean, we're, right. This health insurance financial contract that makes this financial advice. People lump together this as health care. No, this is our understanding of health insurance contracts, which are financial contracts. Absolutely. Good. Without question. Without question. So if, if I call, like, I'm, you know, four-generation member of USAA, right? And so I call USAA, and I, I mean, and they have these kind of policies, right, yeah. but are they the broker sure. to me, or are they the uh, provide? You see what I'm saying? Like, are, do they shop like i don't know they, they shop different companies different providers i mean i just using usa for example because i'm familiar with the company you know what i'm talking about yes they'll only be presenting their themselves okay again same thing they'll be presenting their own plans okay correct and this is and there's no questioning you know the quality of their ability to pay in in your specific right. example usa i mean there's no doubt uh that all said, the question is, is okay, is that the most competitive price in the location? Exactly. Right. And, right. and that will be, because remember in Medigap, USAA, USAA will be a Medigap provider. You need to remember that the contract that you're actually entering into is identical to the letter. Right. To the letter. The coverage will be identical from plan N to plan and whether that's Josh's insurance company, Jay's insurance company, or USAA. Right. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yep. Um, all right. So let me, this is going to seem somewhat self-promoting in some way, but I've never asked you this before. And given the, just the ramifications of, of Florida, why, how can I say this without sounding like I'm overselling us or your services? Cause I don't do this, but I mean, my gosh, man, why would anyone not go through a, a real independent you know, agent or bro, I don't know what you call it. I mean, so take this with grain of salt. But I, in needing of coverage, I can call a specific company who does not give me all the other companies out there. And I don't blame them for that. But at the end of the day, I don't know what I don't know. So why would I not go to you or, you know, you know, Jane O or something like that? Why would I just go straight to the company? Does that make sense? What I'm asking you, I like, what is it? What's the negative, if at all, for me of going to see you as opposed to going straight to USA, if that makes sense? If there is a negative, I don't know. Well, I'm going to be biased, of course. For us, right. you know, it is, there isn't a downside. You know, the letters after our names, the licenses, the regulations around us are a comfort. We know there's wrongdoing. Uh, that you know that cannot be prevented. We know there are we know there are samples of elder abuse, and I'm not right. denying um, that some of this suspicion you know has been earned. Uh, that said, that said, the highly qualified will be able to at least assist you in vetting and pointing out these differences, so that you know a lot of times what ends up happening is people don't under, don't know where to start to ask questions. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully this podcast is reaching persons that, and if anything, it's a catalyst to 
hey, I never thought of this issue, and then the follow-up question occurs. And that's very, very important here because, especially in Florida, we're going to have a situation almost certainly, and you can remember, Josh, a, a few newsletters ago, I gave a sneak peek at what's going to happen in 2019, and I'm pretty yes. sure that that is going to exist, which is there are going to be extra benefits on Medicare Advantage plans going forward. And some of these are going to be very, very valuable for specific situations and not in others. And as a result, you're going to have this situation, well, are there plans that can help me financially? Can they help my coverage? Can they have, help my access to coverage, the quality of my health situation? Is one contract going to help that better than others? And as these extra benefits, additional benefits, continue to in expand, that difference across these plans is going to get wider. So we are going to have quite an interesting period, and I would expect it to start in just a month or so. Yeah, because October, that's when it starts uh, rolling out, we advertising. Will, we that. will... That's correct. We will know, and it's interesting, it will, over the next few uh, weeks, we will know what the terms and conditions look like on October 1. Oh, October man. 1. That's right. And 2019 is going to be a big year. October 1, here in just a couple of weeks, we will know the terms and conditions for the new year, which is going to be a big year. So this is a even more monumental year than typical, it sounds like. I, I would think so. I would think so, especially Medicare. For Medigap, we know where the market is, the, and the right. market does not move dramatically, meaning that we have different carriers setting their annual premiums levels you know, at different times during the year. So we have a moving, running average of where the market is. We are, mm -hmm. We're keeping on top of this all the time, and we knew that Compared to five years ago, I would have said, and it was not making a heroic prediction, that <laughs> the market would be more crowded in five years as more persons were turning 65. I mean, just the demographic reality. And that would attract more competition. So in Medigap, we saw the market tighten as well as meaning tighten what I mean is more sellers within a confined price range. Yeah. That's what I mean by tightening to, you know, bond traders like myself that, you know, tighten is obvious, but to the everyday person, what this basically what this means is that the transparency of the actual premiums and the amount of competition has improved increased. Yeah. Well, it's a, I mean, it's, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. Competition leads to confusion, but no competition is no confusion, but there's no, there's no competition. So you pick your poison. I'll pick the competition with confusion any day of the week, knowing that there are people who know this stuff better than I. And, uh, and, I, I, and, and that's the thing real quick, Jane. We'll, we'll end up this for our friends in Florida uh, to get back to their jobs because I'm sure they're sitting in their parking garage waiting for us to conclude so they can – 
uh, going to work after an hour commute in Miami or something like that. It's probably not as bad as in Atlanta. But we are going to talk about Georgia next, folks. So if you're in Georgia, hang tight because you can listen to us while you're sitting on 400 trying to get to Buckhead. Um, I just, <laughs> right. at the end of the day, I'll take confusion any day of the week or in competition. But the, the issue is, like you said, the mass amount of confusion. And unfortunately, the mass amount of reliance on, you know, Uncle Bob, who lives over in Orlando relative to where you are, I can easily see how many people would uh, would not take the, I hate to say it, but sensible thing and go see somebody who knows what the heck they're talking about. And the problem as a financial planner and not an insurance agent, but for me as financial planning, so many friggin' financial planners in the past have led people down a wrong path that they're hesitant to go see someone because they think they're going to get separated from their money. And it actually ticks me off. And I, I know that for a fact, the same happens on the insurance side. I know that for a fact, but it's, uh, it's too bad, but um, it's, you know, it's one of those hurdles you got to cross. And ultimately you look at all the confusion out there and say, can I do this on my own? And the answer is probably no. Should I seek someone who's a professional who's got this face, you know, ear to the ground every day? I think the answer would be yes, but I'll leave that for the consumer to figure that out. Um, Jay, just tell us again how uh, how people can get you. Um, your website, any any do you, are you going to Ford anytime soon for any uh, speaking engagements? Actually, I am going to be in in Tampa. I'm going to be in Tampa in October. There's a senior expo that I'm going to actually be speaking oh. there. Cool. That's right. So it'll be a shortened version of the way. <clears throat> about Medicare ABCs, which is my longer platform for full download regarding, you know, exactly how Medicare works, the, fa- the way that people should think through the different issues at hand, you know, when they're considering what choices that they have for Medicare, whether that they be employed, whether they be retirees from an employer, whether they're doing this for themselves. All right. Awesome. What, uh, can you put a link to it or send me a link and I'll share it with everybody? Absolutely can. And the most, I think the very important thing is the website has a place to register for the free newsletter. Like you pointed out, every comes out every week and it's very good thing to share because your brother, your sister may not want to hear you (laughs) talking about Medicare. Hey, you know, I know about Medicare and you do not, you know, because you've got, you know, sibling history, but maybe then the newsletter is, can be a catalyst for, Hey, I need to think about some other issues that I haven't necessarily thought through. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good stuff. And the website, maximizeyourmedicare.com, maximizeyourmedicare.com. So, Jay, any last thoughts on Florida that jump out at you? Something I forgot to ask or neglected to ask, I should say? No, I think that that's it. I think it's the good. Except, like, like you said, you wanted you would take more competition over you know, the natural you know, aversion to change. People don't like to change. We understand all of that, but you can remember that you know, we didn't like to shop online any before in the past. Well, now we have Amazon and eBay, and <laughs> I don't think that boat is going back ashore. Yes, <laughs> just like Medicare Advantage, those days are here, and they're they're not going back the way it was. Like you said, I know all these people say Medicare Advantage 
And yet here we are with more products, more offerings, more uh, providers. And, uh, and just like Am- like I said, Amazon, you can get, I mean, you can get underwear on Amazon now, you know, five years, 10 years ago, people say, ah, I'm not doing that. And now you can. So it just shows you once the boat has left the dock, it ain't coming back. <laughs> so be prepared. All right, Jay. Thanks again, man. Appreciate it. And uh, folks, if you have any uh, thoughts, questions, or concerns, don't hesitate to go to his website to for uh, maximize your Medicare or contact me directly. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.